This podcast contains everything that comes along with a group of adults discussing bad erotica, including strong language, sexual content, and some actual legit trigger warnings, y'all. This trigger warnings include dubious consent, non-consent, non-consensual avoidance of birth control, abuse of power, hardcore abuse of power, pregnant, non-consensual possible pregnancy. I promise we'll make it up to you with our next like palate cleanser or our next episode. In addition, we mean no ill will toward any of the authors whose books we discuss. Together, we are artists, writers, and performers. We know how terrifying it is to pour your heart and soul into something and put it out for the world to see, because you never know when four assholes are going to make a podcast that tears it apart. So when we rag on the books, we're ragging on the books. The authors are probably lovely people, and we wish them nothing but the best. We are the Galloping Ab Society, a group dedicated to reading and reviewing the weirdest, most mind-bogglingly bizarre romance novels the world has to provide. The only rule, the books must be free on Amazon. I am a horse, and I'm ready to race. Dun, 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 dun. It took a strange turn, but I'm into it. I, I don't know, I always think of it wow. as like horse races. <laughs> We are the Galloping Abs. Yeah, we are the Galloping Abs, and we really should try to figure out our uh, horse racing names, because they always have the most ridiculous <laughs> names. You don't think Lloyd's Haversham would be the name of a horse? <laughs> I mean, what type of... This would not be the Kentucky Derby horse names. Gotta get some class as I finger my pearls. Ooh, I, I think, Ooh. uh... What was, uh... Finger my pearls is probably a good one. Yes, <laughs> actually, can I do? Can I take finger my pearls? Oh yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Intro. Intro. Who are we? Uh, my name. Who are we? Who I don't. I actually don't know who I am. Almost a year into this pandemic, uh, who am I? I've been burying myself in romance novels to avoid that very question. Uh, my name is Kelsey, also known as Lloyd's Haversham. I am Kat, also known as Thrusty McGee, and I don't know what my horse racing is, name is yet, but I <laughs> we'll think we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. We'll find one for all of us. Uh, <laughs> I'm Krista, aka Love Me the Cumswoggle. And I'm Autumn, also known as Tits Von Fappington, and maybe Finger My Pearls. <laughs> as, as her. As, as my her horse racing name. name. <laughs> yes. All right, so this book, you guys, I chose it because I'm full of myself and it had my name in it, and it was. I get it. No, if we found one with Autumn in it, you bet your bottom dollar we would be reading that one too. We also sort of like pressured you into it. I think. (laughs) I don't think we pressured Kelsey into it. Uh, No, you don't have to. I'm very full of myself. We recognize this. It's fine. I, I, you know what? (laughs) I'm pretty great, so it's fine. You are pretty great. Here, 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 here. Um, and I also because the quote-unquote at the time didn't know how quotey that quote-unquote was. Love interest. Gag. Ugh. Last name was Thompson. Mm. Which is also my last name. The uh, Yeah, the uh, similarities didn't actually stack up as much as we thought they might have. <laughs> no, nope. um, other than the fact that it takes place in the, the Midwest. Does it take place? Does it actually? I don't remember. Yeah. We can pretend it takes place. There. We can use our imagination. 
So one thing with that, yeah, we, so we read it all together and we're, of course, recorded our snippets and thank we'll God have we read it all together. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but something we have to mention is that we did try to do our accents. Um, we also went on we a lot of to. tangents. A lot of tangents. Of we went on a five minute long tangents. tangent about dog earring books. <laughs> five yes, minutes. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. We, we had very different. Rusty has a lot of strong feelings. Yeah, we had very different opinions. I the apparently destroyed. I like destroyed a book that I borrowed from her ages ago, and I didn't even know. Well, she's too did, nice to tell okay, me. So the thing is, you didn't destroy it. It just came back with some mild water damage, and I didn't even of... know. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> there was this meme that I found that was. Uh, like all of the different like uh, alignments, like chaotic neutral, oh, yeah. like lawful yep. evil, but yep. it was all how you'd like bookmarked your yes, books. I've seen that. <laughs> yes. I'll have to find it. I know where Thrusty is. Lawful good. I have seen some very bizarre things used as bookmarks that have been returned. Actually, Dildos? one of our one of our Wranglers, uh, no, one of our Wranglers <laughs> opened a DVD that had pot in it. <laughs> But we do live in Colorado, so it's... Someone's okay. probably missing that marriage. I know, everyone's yeah, very probably upset about that. Shit. Like, like, fuck, I, I was, the I was just... One. I was trying to watch the dude, and then like, I lost my bologna, weed. Bologna, cheese, those have been used. Bologna pony? Bologna pony. Oh, bologna pony has to be someone's racing name. Bologna, Ooh. yeah, oh my god. Oh, I think yeah. that's your uh, Love Meets. Baloney uh, Pony? Yes. yes. <laughs> Krista, do you want to be the Baloney Pony? I sure do. <laughs> the Baloney Pony rides again. Dun, 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 How many names do we have? I think we're, we've gone on another tangent. We've already gone on a tangent because we really don't want to talk about this book. Okay, so this book is called Taking Kelsey, The Preacher's Virgin Daughters, Book One by Kelly Wolf. Okay, I get it. Just by the title... I should have known. I should have. But anyway, we're going to read the, um, the, uh... The Am- Amazon blurb? blurb? Yeah. By we, yes. we mean you. Yep. Yes, and by we, it was you. myself, you. because this was <laughs> my fault, and I am sorry this time, Kelsey is the preacher's oldest, still so innocent that she's hardly even kissed a boy before. I am the oldest, by the way. Uh, oh, but actually... I have- I know you're still so innocent that you've hardly even kissed a boy before. <laughs> yeah, me being married. Yep. Being married and all. It's a very strange marriage. But <laughs> it is. It's a very... Uh, it's all our marriage. It's, Rush it's never rushed her. I uh, declared celibacy. Uh, I did not. That did not happen. Uh, when her ride gets pulled over for DUI after they've been drinking out, drinking with some frat boys from their college, she figures it's all over for her. Okay, she's literally in college and her dad is like this fucking crazy... Did that was even was that even mentioned? Yeah, it was. It is. As oh, okay. I was mm-hmm. forced was to do out. the summary this week. Yeah, yes, I'm it sorry. was. <laughs> you forced the what? preacher has threatened to kick her out if she gets in trouble, and she's sure she'll end up in jail for underage drinking. But blue-eyed deputy Jack Thompson has Herc? other ideas. Mm. He'll keep her out of jail and cover for her with the preacher for a price. He wants her in his bed, and he's not interested in taking no for an answer. Will Kelsey trade her first time for an alibi? We should have read this beforehand. We should have read yeah, this. Yeah, I don't beforehand. always read the didn't. summary beforehand. I did not. He, he was not interested in taking no for an answer. It was... Yeah. It we was, just saw it had Kelsey in it. There was a person I named Thompson. The, I just saw the word Thompson. I didn't read it. I should have known. Well, that's like the Bayou Shifters. I never actually read the summary for Bayou Shifters. Hence why I was so <laughs> caught up with alligators. Yeah. The gators. going completely blind. We thought that they might have been gator shifters. They weren't, as it turns they out. They, we can write that ourselves. I want, like, not. adult animorphs. 
See, yeah. I just we never see gator shifters. I want to fucking see one. That'd be great. Yeah, we can make that. Yeah, they do the uh, predator roll. Ay. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> One thing we do want to include that the uh, author's bio, bio says, I'm a nurse by day and a smut writer by night. It's my secret identity, like I'm Supergirl or something. Only my superpower is making people read one-handed, which was correct because Kelsey was definitely <laughs> chugging a bottle of wine. You guys, there I chugged are, like There's a photo a collage <laughs> of us. We have a photo. We'll put it on social media. Maybe it's not. Maybe collage. like a it was closer to half. It was it was a lot of wine. I took a, a good wine. amount. Not, I'm I not did. judging and you. I, I'm actually going to go get some more wine, so I'm going to be right back. Okay. Uh, could you walk a straight line for me? I think so. <laughs> As she trots. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a cartoon cat. Here we go. Here we go. So we wrote our own summary, which by we, I mean Tits von Fappington. Did Thank the dirty you. work? Tits. Thank we, you, Tits. We, switched, we switched it up this week. I had to mm-hmm. I had to go on a walk after reliving this story. I'm not going to yeah. lie. This, okay, guys. I just, like, I think this was triggering for, I mean, us. Yeah, and we, and we really, uh, I, I think one of the things we strive with or strive for in this podcast is to really not yuck any yums. Mm-hmm. It was just a hard scenario when this this book was triggering for a lot of us and also doesn't fit our um interest and likes mm-hmm. and yums. So yeah. we're we're trying to find a fine line between critiquing it from our perspective and not trying to disengage any of you listeners. Right. Accurate. Anyway, it's really cute because uh, Autumn starts her summary with, oh dear, here we go. And Kat just commented on it on our Google document because this is how we do things because we're super professional. And Kat just goes, you've got this with a little heart. It's so sweet, you guys. All right. All here right. we go on the yeah. switcheroosies. All um, right. So let's get so into we, it. Yeah. Let's, let's begin. All right. So we start with Deputy Jack Thompson. Herc. You'll he's learn disgusting. why he's a herc later. I almost thought he was cool because he's like reading during his his downtime. Yeah, he's reading. Yeah, he's reading during his shift. He was reading yeah. Stephen King, and I was like, okay, cool, all right. He could yeah, be, he he was I, good for like two pages. Yep. Um. So he's reading during a shift, and he is a small town police officer. On this is a Saturday night. Since it's a small <laughs> so, town, I re- in the, in the summary, I like how uh, Autumn wrote <laughs> his shift is a small town police office. <laughs> <laughs> this man is built like a brick building. <laughs> he is actually a building, and she entered the building. Is the Chuck Tingle book actually? <laughs> if this was a Chuck oh Tingle God, book, if this is not. This is so far from a Chuck Tingle. Chuck book. Tingle would be so upset with this. Yeah, don't sell. Chuck Tingle is a beautiful man. Don't don't sell his name. <laughs> Um, so it's a small town, and he recognizes everyone's car, and he sees the shiny red F-150 of Carol June, the daughter of Judge Hanks, and she's really? hugging the Judge curb. Hanks. Yes, the Hanks. So They're so All bad. the names are really something, Carol especially June. when we get to uh, Kelsey's dad. <laughs> so he... Daddy. He's... Ugh. Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of... Uh, uh, okay, so uh, Carol June is hugging the curb, and she's going 10 miles under the speed limit, Oh shit, but Judge Hanks is actually a shitty judge because he will be so pissed at the police if he has to go pick up his little girl at the county jail for another DUI. Like, I, I get it. We all like, you know, like, if you like imbibing, 
Good on you, but maybe you shouldn't be drinking and driving, Carol. Maybe we should recognize that the system doesn't work and that arresting them, well, of course, she's never actually had any, like, like consequences for her actions because her dad's a judge, but, like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, this whole book is just, like, a long uh, critique on the judge, uh, judicial system. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can read it that way. Here we go. Okay. That uh, makes yeah. it slightly better. So Jack is really hoping that he doesn't have to arrest her, but then she sails through a red light and Jack has to pull her over. She is very intoxicated. And there is a line that he utters where she would be pretty if she wasn't so hammered. Thank you, Jack, for that beautiful commentary. So Kelsey Kelsey Trimble is the oldest daughter of the fire and brimstone preacher who runs the Bobcat Springs Church. And she is in the car with Carol June. He asks the ladies to get out of the car, and Kelsey is not on Carol June's level of drunk, as she just had a couple of drinks at the frat party. He then asks Kelsey to drive Carol June home, and then he'll take Kelsey home. Spoiler alert! That's not exactly what happens! Get ready, y'all. It's So they, they get to Judge Hank's driveway, and they leave Carol June passed out in the passenger seat and drive off. Which, Which is like, like, yeah, I just leave this. Yeah, they just leave her there. Like, no ringing the doorbell. Nothing. Yeah, like, they just leave her passed out in the passenger fine. seat. She'll be fine. She's just in the truck. Yeah, this in the is truck. fine. I mean, maybe her dad is used to it. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. But I can't believe like, someone's drunk enough to be Kelsey, stop <laughs> clicking around on my summary. I'm sorry. I'm I know sorry. it's you. It is me. It is, it is, <laughs> it is I. It is the I. Anonymous the anonymous koala bear. <laughs> It's because it's Google Google, uh, Docs, so all of us are random, anonymous animals. I'm sorry, I just need to keep And there's a purple koala bear! I moved it! I moved it! Good! Okay, so Carol is passed out in the passenger seat, and then Jack starts to get real horny as Kelsey is scared and desperate for him not to rat her out to her preacher daddy. Yeah, basically, like... He sees her getting, like... He sees her getting scared, yeah. and he's like, my cock hardened. And you're like, oh, uh, no. Like, oh, that's no. Oh, yeah, it's like, sign. she's looking desperate and scared, and he's like, ah, wanna fuck gotta, that. Gotta this fuck is that. the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Again, let me elaborate. He gets real horny and starts to have thoughts of spanking her and fucking her in the cop car. Very chivalrous. Such he's great. Good, he's great. He's, he's a, such he's a good a, guy. He's such a good he's wonderful a, man. You know, blue lives matter. You know. <laughs> oh no. Oh. So and actually, that would he would that would be a stance of it. He oh, would be. He, yeah. he has that yeah. on his on his normal non cop. No, he has on his normal not not cop car. He has like a Punisher sticker. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh no! Don't tread <laughs> on me. Um. So yeah, Jack, being the horny cop, using his powers over a 19-year-old woman, makes a deal to lie to her preacher daddy and say that Kelsey was at the library with Carol June and their car broke down. But the deal? She's got to go home with him. Herc! Okay, so the thing is, is that, like, he has a moment where he's like, I really shouldn't do this. But I'm gonna. But I'm gonna because I'm so horny and she's so pretty. He's like, am I gonna do this? Mm, Yeah. Yes, I am. Because I'm horrible. Well, like, it's funny because earlier in the book, they try to make this attempt at, you know, making him into a decent character by saying, oh, yeah, he shovel like, he cuts the, he mows the lawn for various Oh, yeah, and, like, rescues kittens or something. Like, that, 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 what a man. Great. So then there is a sudden perspective shift, and Mm -hmm. we're in Kelsey's head. 
Kelsey is protesting to Jack that it's a sin and that her daddy will throw her out of the house if she does this. But she also thinks that Jack is pretty hot and he gets a girl thinking all sorts of wicked, sinful thoughts. So she reluctantly agrees to this arrangement. Okay, but it's, it's, it's more than that, because basically her dad told her, and Jack doesn't know this, mm-hmm. admittedly, but like her dad told her he would kick her out of the house and that she could make a living being a prostitute, basically. Oh, Which is, like, man. everything that's wrong. Christianity is so fucked. All the men in this book are... Right. All the men in this book are the worst. And there's nothing wrong with sex work, but when your dad, when your preacher daddy is threatening yeah, to throw you out... Is it's, it's, like, like, it's used as, like, a punishment. As a punishment, yeah. yeah. And, like, as, a, as like, a thing that you're dangling over... Especially if you've been raised in this kind of household, being, like, it's just... Um, so Jack calls into the police department saying that he's going to be busy for a bit. And then takes Kelsey back to his place. He's so horny, the door barely closes, and he's all up on Kelsey. She's conflicted as she's scared, a virgin, but also oh! wants Jack to do whatever he wants, question mark? <sighs> and it's side so note, bad. I just wanted to point out that he, they go to his bedroom, and it's basically <laughs> just a king-size bed filling up the entire thing. So, well, as okay, there... No, no, so I think that was that was oh, our interpretation. Actually, funny part of this book. <laughs> it was like, um, I think, wasn't the bed took up most of the, the room? The bed takes like up that? most of the room. So they're, like, talking about them, like, you know, like, he's taking her clothes off, etc. And then our question was, we were trying to figure out like, the logistics where? of the scenario. Like, where, where in this king-size bedroom... <laughs> Are yeah, you yeah. squeezing between this it's mattress like and the wall? Wall to wall bed, and there's yeah. like a little tiny like nook. Yeah, this is it's so it's so just the entire premise. Like I can't understand how an author would write this and be like, "Ha, huh, yes, this is hot." Well, like, actually, so we're, I want to talk. Hard. I'm going to talk about You'll some of that stuff it. later. Yeah, I'm going to okay, get into that's it. That's fine. Yeah. I just, ugh, it's so hard. I just. Uh, basically, the rest of the book is them fucking with some choice euphemisms that we will, don't you worry, we discuss. Will get They're bad. Oh, They're bad, everyone. But wait! Towards no. the end of their, uh, their, their time, intimate time together. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> a very generous description. I, I don't, yeah, I can't, end I can't the, think of it. I don't know. Words moments, are hard. Their, their uh, moments. Their, their, their fucking. Their, does she uh, come? I his don't power play? She, yeah, she I think does. she does. At yeah, they both come. Yeah, they both come. Um, but yeah, towards the end of their, uh, romping, he asks if she's on the pill. She says no. And then he gets some fantasies about, quote, planting a baby in that sweet little belly made him swell until he ached. That's- Fucking hug! Okay, so the thing that's disgusting about it is they don't stop and talk about it. He's just like, no, he's just like, okay, cool, you're not on the pill. We're going to keep going. I have been on a romance novel binge, historical romance, and I have noticed in these historical romances that the guys pull out Mm -hmm. and it's just like, it's not that hard, guys. I mean, maybe it is. Just the fact, oh, they don't talk about it. That's what's so upsetting. Like, if she was into it, that's different. Yeah. And like, also her background... You know she has like she probably no doesn't sexual know education yeah, right yeah because her dad is like some sort of evangelical preacher of some sort it sounds like so like there's yeah. no sort of education happening yeah there. I have <laughs> like, I have family on my husband's side who literally teach like the fire and brimstone like sex ed yeah. with the whole like piece of paper that they set on fire and they're like this is your virginity oh if you like yeah virginity balls and 
exactly. You will oh, get chlamydia exactly. with the K and die. And die. <laughs> and you will die. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So she that, doesn't that's know. Kind of, that's kind of it. She's that's so, she doesn't no wonder know. She's and they don't talk about it anyway. No. They both come. So, so they both come and then Jack takes Kelsey home and we get a beautiful little glimpse into his head as he's wondering, quotes, if the seed he had planted in her belly would take root. And I wrote in all caps, what the fuck, right? And I stand by that. What the fuck? Does she even, she doesn't even, like. They never said anything. They never talked. They never talked about it. They never talked about it. It's so upsetting. All of this was upsetting, but this was especially highly upsetting. The most ups, the upsettingest. Yes. Yes. So we, uh, as, after we get that wonderful thought floating in his brain, we get to Kelsey's home and preacher daddy, Holden Trimble. By the way, they only refer to her dad as daddy. Yep. As Every daddy. time it's Which daddy. I feel like yep. that seems like a very, like, southern thing to me, and I don't know if that's actually... Well, I, I don't know where southern, this is... But. Yeah, well, because uh, as, they, as they're, uh, I guess, making a deal, so he lies for her, he's just like, well, your daddy's gonna really, like... Yeah. Like, rip you a new one, right? And she's like, no, don't tell my daddy. And he's like, well, I won't tell your daddy if you blah, blah, blah. Like, like the word daddy is used a lot. Well, the thing is, is, yeah. like, she's in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, she is, they did say, also they did say that, like, something we didn't mention is that she had graduated from high school that year, or the year before. Oh, shit. And Jack funny. is, like, 26. He's, like, 26 or 27. 26, 26 or 27. So he's, like... At least eight years older than her, if not more. Because she's, she's 19 and he's 26. Like, she's probably been very sheltered. Like, it sounds that way. Like, <clears throat> we have no reason yeah. not to think so. So I think there's a difference between someone who's, like, 21 and has lived some of life as, like, an adult yeah. person, an independent person versus her. Yeah. Who, like, lives under her father's thumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're we're home. Preacher Daddy Holden, not Caulfield, Trimble, is home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the name Holden, I always just think you of uh, phonies. Think you of, phonies. Yeah, phonies. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so Holden, not Caulfield, Trimble, is home, and he's angry until Deputy Jack Thompson explains she was at the library with Carol June, and their car was broken down, and it was a Saturday night, so there really weren't any tow trucks. So he was just helping her out. It's like a, so a really preacher. elaborate story, too. It's like, oh, yeah, no, so, I mean this thing. It's too yeah. many details, dude. It's the worst one. Exactly. The, the best lies are the simplest ones, but Preacher Daddy buys it and then asks Jack if he will be at church tomorrow morning. And Jack, boy, howdy, does he plan on it since Kelsey's going to be there. And the book ends as Jack grins into the nights thinking about the purdy babies that him and Kelsey made and they well, will be the prettiest be. babies yeah. in Barnett County. And Ooh. thus ends the book, but oh, continues my, my rage. Continues all, all of, our, of rage. our rage. Yeah. The rage. Collective yeah. rage. Yeah. It's visceral collective rage. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so. It hits on everything I do not want to read about in yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, I get that it's like some people like that stuff, so it's like. Whatever, and again, that's fine. Well, I'm it's sure we'll get into it. Thing. I think Kat's whole yeah. segment is. Yeah, Kat will, like, will get into it. Which is good, yeah, exactly. because I definitely need that. Um, but, like, I just. Yeah. You guys, I'm sorry. I just. I didn't know. I. Oh, it's okay. None of us actually read the I summary, think, and it had your name that's in the it. That's the other thing, too. I, I think, like, 
if you want this kind of story, you know what you're getting into because you're right. seeking it out. So it's like, right. I think right. if you're blindsided by it and expecting something else, it is much more upsetting than if you're actually like aware, you know, because like you're essentially the consenting party. Right. <laughs> well, and I don't remember but, yeah. if I had shared this with you guys or if this was something else. But, like, there was some article that I was reading about somebody who made a living writing erotica on Amazon, like, self-publishing erotica Mm -hmm. on Amazon, and about how they publish uh, and how, like, there's certain things that they can't include in the title, but, like, they're, and they're not necessarily into what they're writing, but there is a market for whatever they're writing about. So, like, people fucking their, like, stepsister or, like, like, stuff that isn't is very taboo, mm-hmm. but yeah. like yeah, it's considered like dark erotica, dark erotica, yeah. but like there's a market for it. And so people specialize in it and then they, mm. they have a very specific way that they have to go about like making a living doing that and like how they have to title things and stuff. So there are people looking for this and I, and I get that. Right. I think the also, the other thing too, is that this was written, I think in 2013. Yeah. Is that right? Where, it's been, it's become a lot more common over the past couple of years for things to have like trigger warnings and content, content warnings. warnings. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, happened before that. So there was nothing like that. Whereas I think a lot of the other books that we've actually read have said, you know, warning, this contains XYZ, mm-hmm. where there was nothing at all like I the content warning. I think I remember specifically because I was just listening, re-listening because I'm again full of myself and I think we're hilarious. We are hilarious. I was just re-listening. I concur. Here, here. Yeah, I concur. Here, here. I was just listening to our Alpha's Blood episode and they had a trigger warning at the beginning of it, but it was like kind of snarky. Oh, sure. Yeah. Trigger warning at the beginning, but they did have one. Like, and so yeah. I think that there is. Yeah, definitely that. And I, but also, I like, you wouldn't all, oh, necessarily ahead. read this unless you were looking for this kind yeah. of erotica. Well, and that's I, kind of what I was about to say also. I think, like, especially in, like, darker fiction and stuff like that, like, more recently when people have been um, including warnings and things like that, I feel like it tends to be the people who write this kind of stuff that are the most adamant about having those because, like, mm, they're yeah. aware that, like, it is not for everyone and it is for, like, a very niche audience. Niche, yeah. And people right. deserve to be prepared. So, like, yeah, I think that that is probably more a product of when it came out versus yeah like anything right. intentional or something right. yeah cuz yeah i mean if you if you're publishing this stuff you don't want to have your readers have one of our experiences where we go into yeah. it not knowing what the fuck is going to happen yeah partially yeah, our fault because we didn't fully read the summary well i mean <laughs> we probably did not, not our fault I think I but we looked at it and was like oh it's probably yeah, fine one of those yeah we probably like we 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 contributed to stumbling into right. it right and we said that we were going to read weird erotica yep and and yep. this is you know we have delved into the depths of weird erotica <laughs> we have us, uh, plumbed weird. the depths of moria and what foul creatures we've awoken exactly exactly <laughs> the bog of smuts perfect euphemism <laughs> you shall <laughs> not pass no we uh we delved we too greedily into <laughs> i i don't know if i want to call yes. I don't think I want to call this book the Mithril of Smut, though. No, but this, we, this, no this was the Balrog. Yeah. Like the okay, good, good. For now. Who knows? So far, Gay Bayou Shifters has been one of the Mithrils of the journey. Yeah, so yeah, we went from the highest high right to the lowest oh, that's low. That's a good point. God, what a time. Yeah, we yeah, had it's, it's been a, been a like roller angry. coaster of a ride. Yeah. I know, we <laughs> went from like, yeah, we went from like a, an enjoyable romp to this. And so an this unenjoyable is our lives romp. now. And an unenjoyable romp. I 
Mm, What's yeah, the opposite of romp? Uh, a slog? Flop? Yeah, An odyssey? Slog. <laughs> I like slog. Uh. Jack helped himself shape and shape. Jack helped. It- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Jack, did Jack jump over the hill? <laughs> Jack jumped over the hill to fetch a pail of water. Well, let's get into our genital. Let's let's let's, let's truck through. Oh, so we yes, I, I hinted at these euphemisms. Yeah, we must no, discuss them. There were, there I will boy. say, there was quite a oh, not a good list. I mean, in terms <laughs> there of was a list. sheer breadth of material, it was great. <laughs> for, for how how long was this reasons. book? It was like quote unquote book. We need to stop saying romance novels and just say like erotica. erotica. Because these so yeah. okay, yeah. hold on. This was. Um, 17 pages. Because I think it was wow, totally was 28, but half of that it was like advertisements like so for the much next books. Than yeah. That, but oh, yeah. By the way, I read the preview for Busting Kelsey, which is. Oh, no. I know. I did too. either. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh. Krista and Kelsey. It was pretty much the same. Oh. Just not, not for me. It's just, yeah, more of the same. I, I read that yeah. too because I was curious. Oh, I'm the only one who didn't read it. I'm good. You're not you, missing much. You all put the team on your back. I'm on the sidelines and I'm fine. We're I mean, charging fine across the field and tripping over. I'm like not bothered by things. Holes. I just get mad and like I just don't like things. So yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. routinely read things that make me angry because or like just annoy me. And then I'm like, why did I do that? But anyway, genital euphemisms from taking Kelsey include turning her nipples into hard strawberry knots. That's a <laughs> Why are they gonna do that to like the strawberry knot cookies? Because those cookies are so good. Like the cookies oh. with the strawberry Wait, jam. Is there a I think cookie I do... called a strawberry knot? Yeah, I think it's called like knots. Thumbprint. Yeah. Or like the little thumbprint. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Those are good. I those tried to make some gluten-free versions of those, and it was a disaster. I so thought they came you... out pretty well. Were they hard strawberry knots? No, they were flat. <laughs> they were flat and terrible. So we've got so- soft fingertips found the pearl of hardened flesh. <laughs> really just unattractive words yeah. word, but it's also flesh. like are you yeah. but then it makes me think of like an oyster shell like yeah. those are oh, not my labias the depths of an oyster also i just no. think of, like there was this makeup brand i don't remember what it was but they had like a flesh stick was one Ew. of their like yeah, it, was their, it was their foundation yeah, flesh is just stick. not a great it word was flesh is not no. sexy it's no. personally for me not a sexy word no nope. it's nope. really not nope nope, it's, nope. Just, it's a little too visceral yeah yeah. So we've got some, we've got a thick steel rod, a snug virgin pussy. Uh, let's see. Oh, and at one point his dick is described as <laughs> looking like... alive, pulsing with its own powerful energy, which it's I think like is something great. something out of Alien. Like, right? It's like a wand <laughs> of some sort. Or, uh, that is really funny. <laughs> Especially since it's like uh, her, I, I think it's just a really interesting description for her first time looking at a penis. Because yeah. the first time I saw a penis in the flesh... I did not think it was pulsing with yeah. its own powerful energy. Like, this personally. sounds like the Holy Grail or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery, it all comes back to Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like, pulsing with energy. What kind of energy? Dark energy, probably. Oh yeah, dark, definitely dark energy. The cursed peen. <gasps> no, it's like, like, um, he's a cyborg. He's yes. a cyborg because he has a thick oh steel rod. He has his pulsing dick. <laughs> cyborg <laughs> daddy. And everything comes back. It's like that electric uh, thing that the the chick was stuck on in Alpha's Blood. Oh yeah, the uh, I still yeah, have to read that one. That uh, oh, the 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 that one I think it. you would actually like. I probably Krista. would. I remember thinking that sounded like a fun one. 
Yeah, I I, I kind of enjoyed it. I feel, and it's a good Dom sub thing, unlike this one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we what else do we have? We have tight pink hole and the brilliant <laughs> pink of her slit. That's another word I never Why want to see. Slit a word like that slit we is oh, brilliant I just pink hate it so much. Like she's a, yeah, like she's, a, like she's a Lisa Frank illustration. Maybe he has like heightened senses of some sort. Is he maybe. Like, maybe he's a cyborg, so everything is. <laughs> he's right. a cyborg, right? But I'm not gonna lie, the. T- the tight pink pink hole and the brilliant pink. I don't know why. I think it's because I was reading about the Mars Perseverance landing for some <laughs> no. reason. I'm thinking like cosmic pussy. Yes. Oh my god. Cosmic. And that's what virgin pussies are like. They're cosmic. Cosmic pussies, right? There. Cosmic pussy would be a great stage name or a great racing horse name. Just putting that well, out there. Cosmic Absolutely. pussy. Oh my god, can I be cosmic pussy? Yes. 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 I'm a little jealous. No, we I, can think of we we can we don't need to settle on our names tonight. We can really sure. just let it percolate. I don't think I have a name. Well, no, we'll think on that. Don't worry. Like, it's okay. Okay. not a, a decision to make hastily, guys. Yeah, True. maybe gallop around the neighborhood, like roll a couple names around your tongue, see what feels right as you Paste gallop. It, let it settle <laughs> on your throat. <laughs> No. no. Let it roll down into your stuff. Oh my god, it has to be nectar. Nectar has to be involved let in it somehow. Let it scoop up every droplet of that nectar, which is our next <laughs> genital euphemism. Not a racing horse name. No. I'm actually. Nectar. Droplet of nectar. Nectar. Droplet, droplet of nectar, but not scooping up every Well, no, but droplet. there are some like, really long names, though. There really are. There, there are some really long names, that's true. Well, because they're usually shortened to something goofy, and then there's usually like. I used to work in the horse world as you guys know they usually have like a short cute name and then the actual names because they all include like the names of their like dams and sires and Mm, stuff like that that's why they're so long oh okay yeah that's why because they always so they include (gasps) incorporate part of my god background you guys because i just googled (laughs) Uh, the first the first question was why do kentucky derby horses have such weird names but apparently some of them have had a few suggestive names that have snuck past jockey club officials including (gasps) panty raid riding miss Miss daisy yeah bodacious tatas Oh <laughs> my god! And one one word: junk in the trunk. Oh my! I god. am I think fingering my pearls as we speak. Oh god! Oh. I am downstairs, Autumn. Don't tell me that. Listen, the, the door to the den is closed, Kelsey. That's true. That's true. That sounds like another good name. That does. That the door. Like that. <laughs> or a euphemism of some sort, but, uh, but that's knows. why that's why they have such long names. Same with dogs and stuff too. It's all like they, I never they include knew that. Their the more you know, the more yeah, you yeah, know. know. Okay, euphemisms. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> uh, you got her little tunnel. So and there's a oh, tunnel. Like the thing is, <laughs> uh, talk to me about Willy Wonka, please. <laughs> Ew, I don't There's like anything. There's a soaking tunnel. What the fuck is that? That makes me think of fucking Willy Gross. Wonka and the it's second a car wash. Tunnel. <laughs> her, her psychedelic <laughs> tunnel. Yeah, the psychedelic, <laughs> the psychedelic <laughs> pussy tunnel. Oh, no. I, I'd read that more it's than like Oompa this. Oompa Loompas came marching out. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh. I hate him. I hate everything. Oh, I hate him so much. Ugh, we didn't have a tangent about tunnels. But, like, the other thing is, is that there's this repetitive, uh, like, habit in the book of describing something with Kelsey as, like, being little. Like, 
Yeah, her she's very infantilized in like yeah. Way, and it's very yes. creepy after a while. Uh, and, and especially when you go to her perspective too. She's, well, yeah, I think her perspective that he has the same expression on her on his face that her dad does when he's oh god, oh god, that's that line. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. that and I did the, oh. Well, they do, they do say that you marry your parents. Oh, good. So. Yeah, I have that line highlighted. No, thank I'm you. Just, I'm not into that. I'd really uh, love to uh, not date that's my father not. in new man Let's form. right past it, yeah. But when he looked at her, he had that same expression on her face as her daddy. Ew! 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 His rigid manhood piercing her depths and his straining manhood. <laughs> Netherlips is not oh, gonna yeah. lie. Can I actually can my racing horse name be Netherlips? Netherlips, Netherlips is such a good stage things. name, yes. Also because okay, you guys, I've played a stupid amount of Minecraft. Where does Netherlips and Minecraft come together? So there's a place there's a place in my No, it does. It does. So there's a place there's a place in Minecraft called the Nether. It's like oh, one of the first whoa. like other worlds that you go to in Minecraft. And so there's all this stuff like Nether Stone and like Nether Rock and anything. And I'm just sitting there like this is a game made for children. They weren't thinking about that. But my brain is just going to dark. When those kids are adults like going places. back to play like the nostalgia is going to be shattered. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, or in Um Did we do hot, wet velvet? Because that's a racing oh, horse name. That was his tongue. That's a yeah. National oh. velvet, hot, wet velvet. National hot, wet velvet. Cat, do you want to yeah. be hot, wet velvet, and I'll be nether lips? I don't want to be that. <laughs> and no, that's okay. Well, I'm going to be so. nether lips anyway. Um, I feel like you've been called to that one, and you shouldn't deny yourself. It's a holy calling. Her hot juices gushing against his cock. Hmm. Oh. And jamming his rod in in her to the balls as he sent gobs of sticky cum rocketing uh, into her. Just like gobs? What a sentence. I really I've had way don't like so anything in a sentence. Maybe you should go to the doctor. I don't know. <laughs> I think... I just- Oh my god, that's so disgusting. It was pretty gross. Oh, did we talk about guys? soaking tunnel? Yeah. Yes. Talking we about can talk the, about it some more. The, yeah, we, <laughs> no, I'm good. Would you like to discuss it? No, I'm I'm the psychedelic soaking tunnel where Willy Wonka mm. pops up. Yeah, oh, God. I wish you it was guys knew that they did it. Nobody except for he knew what was going to happen, right? So all of the fear that happened, like that. Oh, I did. Was, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It was real. Yeah. So like all the kids are actually like screaming because of like videos of centipedes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they did. Gene Wilder was the only one who knew what was going to happen. Also, when Gene Wilder is introduced, none of the actors had met him before, and so when he's like. When he's oh, like when he does the tumble, yeah, yeah, right. right. They, that all of those reactions are legitimate. Gene oh, Wilder, basically, fun. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is Gene Wilder just fucking with everybody else on set. Amazing. Like that is the entirety of the movie. It's amazing. Anyway, I love so uh, the amount of tangents that were going off on this episode is similar to the number of tangents we went on while reading this book. Oh my god, it's a really good, yeah, coping distraction. Because also, I feel like honestly, we don't really like there's not a whole lot we wanted to say about the book specifically, other than like how problematic it is in society. We didn't like it. Okay, so actual word counts. This is amazing. Oh man, there's a lot. All right, take it away. Words for a mere 17 pages. (laughs) 
Hawk was used eight times, Rod <laughs> twice, Shaft twice, Manhood three times, Balls three times, Slit only <laughs> once. Oh. That God, but oh, that's slit is my least favorite. Eleven, that's the worst. Oh, eleven tight, pussies. Tight eleven nine. pussies. The tight nine. Flesh <laughs> three, which is three too many. Tunnel two, <laughs> Swollen two, Virgin only two. Really? Only two virgin. Are we counting the title of the book? No. No. Mm. Yeah. And Daddy was used a whopping 12 times. (laughs) (laughs) Preacher Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) Girl, by the time your daddy is done with you, you're probably going to wish I had taken you to jail. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Oh, daddy, huh? She... <laughs> Father, daddy. Father, da- deputy, daddy. <laughs> deputy, daddy. Too many daddies. Too many daddies on the dance floor. <laughs> Too many daddies on the dance floor. Too many daddies. Too, Too many, daddies. many daddies on the dance floor. Too many daddies. <laughs> That'll be my racing name. <laughs> Too, Too many, many daddies, daddies on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, can I? I want to be Jermaine. If we in this cosplay, I'm envisioning. I want to be Jermaine. You guys, I am very tipsy right now. I I I guess I'm imagining me writing you? Question mark. What? (laughs) So are you imagining like a music video of all of us as horses? With Jermaine Clement just directing us? <laughs> I, mean, I would ride Jermaine Clement. I would ride Jermaine, Jermaine Clement. <laughs> this is going off the rails. We're, we're just, we're, we're comforting ourselves. It's true. <laughs> Behind thoughts of horse racing and Jermaine Clement. <laughs> I brought up the horse racing. Twas And, and uh, the guy who voiced Iago, that, that comes up. It, it does. Godfrey. Yeah, no, Gilbert that was Godfrey. an amazing Gilbert Godfrey. Well, the reason why, because movie. there was a cracked, like, fake video where they were talking about Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Reading Fifty well, Shades of Grey. Well, you can Fifty Shades of Grey. It's phenomenal. I know. I know. But, like, if I would totally listen to the entirety of that book read by yeah. that man. Definitely. Yeah. Well, my favorite is, like, that one part where he's like, and she stuck her finger <laughs> in her vagina! <laughs> At the very end, the woman's like, this is so hot. This is so hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, holy shit, this is hot. Gilbert Gottfried, I know you don't listen to us, but please listen to me when I say, please, for the love of God, make another career in reading aloud. Reading Erotica. erotica because i would listen to it i would i, t- I and would. i would listen yeah, to it one-handed <laughs> oh, <laughs> we know yes. you listen to this podcast <laughs> we expect <laughs> an answer <laughs> literally sir, anyone sir. <laughs> mr godfrey <laughs> respectfully <laughs> That way I don't have to take anybody to jail tonight. Are they going to fuck in his car? Except myself. You can feel the rain (laughs) pouring off of her. So who came up with our rating system? Me. You. Okay. It was good. It was a good one. Thank you. Well, because there was nothing I really wanted to pull from this book for our rating system, but then this was the best one in my mind. Cosmic pussies. I agree. Oh, cosmic pussies, though. (laughs) Wait, who's cosmic pussies? How many daddies on the dance floor? I think that's that's uh Krista now, maybe. What? 
Wait, do you want to be cosmic pussy? pussy? No, Kelsey, it was you originally, but maybe you wanted to be netherlips. But then I took netherlips. Yeah, I took netherlips because I I can't even remember my own name. So our rating system was uh, Tits's Tits's idea. On a scale of (laughs) zero to five, how many red lights would you run to get arrested by Jack Thompson? So, Kelsey, you go first. Uh, yeah. The Come on, take it back, Kelsey. 10,000. I would literally <laughs> read the rules of, like, driving in whatever the fuck county this is. Uh, oh, I wrote it down. It Barnett is uh, County. Barnett County. Bobcat? Oh. Oh, no. Bobcat? Bobcat Church. That is Bobcat Springs Church. Thank you very much. How many Bobcats? How many amens? Amen! Mm. Uh, yeah, hard pass. B, I would, like, literally read the, like, rules and, like, regulations of driving in this county and make sure that I was just the epitome. In fact, I would become a cop. (laughs) I would become a cop to avoid Jack Thompson. That is what would happen. He is the worst. Um, yeah, I think I would, uh... I'm going to put negative, I can't even think of a number, but definitely would uh, read up on Barnett County's laws to make sure I am the most law-abiding citizen that could possibly exist in this little town to avoid being arrested by Deputy Jack Thompson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I because... Don't you know, I, I would move. Yeah, I would, I actually, yeah, I'd move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move, because because I, I can summarize my thoughts on Deputy Jack Thompson in one noise that I've been making throughout this entire podcast. Just a giant herk! I would say on a scale of zero to five, I wouldn't go negative. Um, I would be at zero mostly because of the research that I've done into kind of, yeah, you know, this this constitutes what's basically a a fantasy. Um, And even though it's not particularly my fantasy or any of our fantasies, the way it was written wasn't as atrocious as like some like in terms of writing it wasn't terrible there were some pretty disgusting euphemisms but there weren't really that many typos um so that's true you know it, there weren't you know slime seduction level typos <gasps> maybe they uh, actually had an editor maybe they had an editor it, it seems like maybe. they probably did um so yeah i mean again this this was not my cup of smut but um, for what it was, it was a thing, and I guess there's not a better way for me to describe that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm similarly going to say zero, just, I mean, for basically the same reasons, I get that this is a niche kink, basically, or whatever, you know, and I get that some people read it and it's their thing, it's just not my thing, and there was really nothing about it that I enjoyed reading, and it's not the sort of book I would read for enjoyment, so we'll say zero, because... For me, if I had read the summary, I would not have picked it up. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we probably still would have read it, honestly. Probably. I guess because choices were made. But yeah, yeah after listening to, to Love, Meat, and Thrusty, I'll I'll put mine at a zero. Because again, I really don't want to kink shame. I We really try not to yuck any yums. It just very much was not my cup of tea. Yeah. It was like the Earl Grey of tea, and I don't like Earl Grey very much at all. <laughs> also, I don't like Earl Grey at all. Understandably, like, ha- like causes very, like, visceral reactions in people, you know, like, for good reason. So yeah. if it's not what you're going for, it's going to be upsetting, probably. It's just difficult because, like, looking at something like this, it 
it takes a situation that happens way too frequently mm-hmm. and makes it okay because you see it kind of from the girl's perspective and in that perspective she wants mm-hmm. it in this version. Yeah, that's yeah. the hardest thing for me is that this happens so much in real life where people are just abusing power, whether it's because they have a, they're stronger, they're in a position of power, like authoritative power, mm-hmm. and using it to take advantage of folks. And that was the heart that is the hardest thing for me to get over in this book mm-hmm. yeah and i know cat is going to or th- thrusty, thrusty is gonna thrust on thrust in with knowledge and enlighten us. Actually, let's let's go into that because i feel like this is a good segue yes. yeah i'm really interested to hear this i think well, the only thing is that with our uh, with our reviews i think the one that we really cared about was the one star review by someone whose name was <laughs> didn't and the review was just simply, <laughs> nope Nope. That was just it. And then nope. Yes. So so that describes that's why we have the title. That's what we have. Okay, so yeah, thrusting in with knowledge. I thrusting in. Thrusting in. Yeah, do it with the Scottish accent. No pressure. Thrusting in. (laughs) That literally makes my tongue like tickle. Like itch. Yeah, it makes me cough if I try to do that because I start tickling my throat. Um, I wish I had a a great pun to kind of segue into this segment like Tits does, but I'm not, I'm not as cool as her. Um, so kind of, as you've probably heard, our initial reaction to this book was a pretty negative one. Uh, the story contained themes of assault and someone taking advantage of a power dynamic, which are both things that are big yucks for all four of us. But the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to explore the concept of dark erotica which is essentially erotica with more hard-edged, controversial, and taboo content. And because this book is essentially a fantasy, it's a a tangible depiction of a fantasy. And I wanted to learn more about that realm of dark fantasies, too. So let's go on a journey together, shall we? (laughs) Let's go on a journey. So human brains are complicated, and human sexuality is just as complicated. Therefore, our fantasies, duh, are complicated, too. There's a really great article on the webcomic Oh Joy Sex Toy, that I'm gives, sorry, what? Yeah, oh, there's a yeah. Yes, ojoysextoy.com. I think you've sent some of this stuff. Yes, I have. Before, yeah. uh, they do toy reviews, sex education comics, and are really sex positive. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and so the one article kind of gives a broad rundown on sexual fantasies, and I'll, I'll link, uh, I'll post the link to the page in our episode descriptions. In the comic, they talk about fantasies as a healthy way to explore our own sexualities, wants, and desires, and how we can use them to push the edge on things that intrigue us. And a quote from the page is, Sometimes the fact that something is contrary to your morals or it's taboo is the exact reason why it's so tantalizing to think about. These thoughts may be stimulating to you because they're off limits. If it were socially acceptable, it would lose its appeal because there'd be nothing exceptional and therefore thrilling about it. And then there's a cartoon of someone stepping on grass where there's a sign that says, stay off grass. And the person's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> And it's really funny. Tee-hee. The darkest erotica of all. Yes. Stepping oh, on grass. But it has grass. to be like Miyazaki grass. Barefoot yes. stepping on grass. Uh, so then another article, uh, Sexuality Matters by Rachel Keller, also will be linked. Uh, a quote says, a sexual fantasy is essentially a daydream about sex. It may be embarrassing to acknowledge because what we fantasize about is contrary to our values. So there's this this idea that you know our fantasies are fantasies and they're they're fantastical in a way. So I mean, I do fantasize about Tim Curry as the devil. Yeah, all sorts <laughs> of <weird laughs> shit. Exactly. I was like waiting. I was like, what is she? Going I was like, where is she going with I that? Mean, Gargoyles. Such a long pause. 
about the gargoyle from Gargoyle. <laughs> the one with the long that flowing too. locks. Uh, oh, what so other good. one? <laughs> so I would come back to the idea of fantasies in a, in a little bit. But first, historical context. Uh, So up until the women's liberation movement, which was the second wave feminism in the 60s and 70s, the ideas of sexuality had been very gendered. Men want to fuck, women don't. And they're innocent and pure and just want to pump out babies. Then, thanks to women's liberation, the realization came about that, hey, guess what? Your gender doesn't determine if you want to fuck or not. Also in the 60s, there were a lot of Supreme Court rulings about what was considered obscenity and what was allowed to be distributed. There were cases that, I that, think we touch on that a little bit. I think we that, probably have. With the Autumn's thing about, uh, weirdly, tentacle porn. Yeah, yes. kind of. Um, so I know a lot. some of the books that were kind of censored were um, ones that, like, I think Lady Chatterley's Lover and Fanny Hill... Um, oh, Fanny Hill. Right. But these cases claimed that the dirty books were actually protected under the First Amendment, and oh. that opened the doors for a lot more, which I think we may have talked about this, but I'm not sure. In 1972, Kathleen Woodweiss wrote what's considered to be the first bodice ripper, which is called The Flame and the <laughs> Flower. Ooh. And our fellow romance novel podcasters, Bodice Tipplers, do an entire episode about it, and it's fantastic. They go I into the to. plot, they touch on the historical context in more detail than we do. It's a really great episode, and it's hilarious, and you should definitely listen to it. The book is a historical romance, and it would provide the structure for a lot of romances in the 70s, 80s, and even 90s, where you have a super innocent, virginal, timid heroine, and a super masculine, dominating, older man, and the sex scenes are basically, she doesn't want it until she does. Does this sound familiar to our story? (laughs) Yeah. So there's a definite precedent for this sort of smut, and it was actually kind of fun to see how this crappy, like, 17-page book builds off of all of that, even if the author didn't really intend to do it. Interesting. Now we're going to go back into fantasies. In 1973, Nancy Friday published a book called My Secret Garden, Women's Sexual Fantasies. Oh. Yeah, it's a collection (gasps) of fantasies. I feel like it's super weird. Yeah. Um, So so when it was published, this book proved that, yes, everyone does have fantasies. And I actually rented the book from the library digitally and read most of it. Um, the fantasies really run the gamut on subject matter, which I'm not going to go into because some of it's pretty intense. The thing is, is that like sexuality is such a broad spectrum. Like the things that people Mm. fantasize about about are so broad. Like exactly. Yeah. And then this book really has some of everything in it. Um, and I'll, I'm going to link the, the Wikipedia page for it because it actually discusses the chapter titles, but there is some really dark shit in there. Uh, a lot of taboo content and controversial stuff. But there's also a lot of really funny <laughs> things. Um, so there's a part with a fantasy about getting fucked by gangsters in a kind of slightly dubious consent sort of way. And that section ends with uh, the person who wrote in saying, Generally speaking, it does not interest me much to carry out my fantasies in real life, as mostly when I have tried it has been a disappointment. Morally and socially, I can't go <laughs> hanging out with gangsters all my life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then another one. I daydream about a certain bulky lump of male muscle I see pass Ooh. up the road each day right in front of our house. He has a big Ooh. black beard and marvelous twinkling eyes. Ooh. Well, daydreaming's free, isn't it? Okay. Um, and then there's one about Tarzan. Yeah, nineteen seventy three, so they're you know, not we're not thinking the Disney Tarzan here. 
Um, but then another one, uh, a man is writing in to talk about kind of him and his wife and how some movies would turn her on. She would explore the fantasies of the actors. And that section ended with, uh, as I was driving home, she would have my slacks open and would suck me off while I was driving oh, with one God. hand wow. and bringing her off with the other. This is no. not advocated in the highway code, by the way. No. <laughs> but as Speaking I, was, of but as I always drive code. an automatic, there was no handbrake or gear lever in the way. So in it kind of in summation, these fantasies prove that many, many different things turn people on. And that kind of brings us into dark fantasies and by association, dark erotica. There's an episode of a Dear Sugars podcast where the hosts, Cheryl Strayed of Wild, Wild. Fame, yeah. yeah, and Steve Almond interview a doctor, uh, Dr. Ian Lerner, who also wrote an article for CNN about sex robots, full <gasps> circle. Whoa. Oh, hey, what? Play yeah. Twilight Zone theme song. Da, 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 da. Uh, so the episode is called Dark Fantasies Part 1, which will also be linked. And kind of a summary, summary of it, um, they talk about, you know, dark fantasies and why do we fantasize about taboo things, even things that may have harmed us. And it's because our they, they, their theory and their kind of discussion is that our society determines how acceptable our attractions and desires are. We yeah. build these sort of mental boundaries around social behaviors and ethical concepts. Fantasies help us explore taboos that attract us and turn us on that we can't actualize in our real lives. And they described fantasies as the, quote, unquote, repository of the forbidden, which I really liked, mm. which touches back on that whole keep off of grass cartoon. So that's interesting, <clears throat> because I feel like part of it, the reason why it's so sexy is because it is taboo and forbidden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially in this story, even like part of that layer is the fact that she's so religious. So for right. her, like within that, within the text itself, it's very like. Taboo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, what's described here is forbidden on multiple levels where, yeah, she's, you know, religious upbringing, what she's doing is kind of anathema to her beliefs, um, as well as this kind of power dynamic, which is super inappropriate, which is also taboo. Um, another interesting thing in this podcast, the doctor was talking about how um, for patients who experience sexual trauma and pain, fantasy can be a way to convert feelings of powerlessness, powerlessness and pain into a sense of power and pleasure. Mm -hmm. So fantasies can have a healing effect on trauma. Not always, but some people can feel that. Uh, he goes on to say that it's a sadness that we feel like dark fantasies have to result from trauma, though, because they can run counter to our own social boundaries mm -hmm. and ethics. And it's not always necessary to try and analyze and break down our fantasies to see why they're there. They can just be there. And that's totally fine and awesome. The conclusion from this doctor was that anything goes in fantasies, except, you know, the lines drawn when it turns into behavior that hurts you, someone else or violates the law. And there's a difference between behavior and thought, which then brings us to dark erotica. Yeah. So dark erotica and dark fic or dark fan fiction is a way to safely experience these fantasies in a way that's more tangible than just imagination. Uh, there is this really interesting Tumblr page of a bunch of readers and authors talking about dark fix slash dark erotica, which again, link in the description. And what they said is that this, the consent is between you and the page and the safe word is the back button, which I thought was really cool. And kind of a nice way of thinking about it. Yeah, so, that is cool. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, the, the, 
big thing to keep in mind is that if the fantasies cause a lot of distress or affecting day-to-day life, it's always good to seek outside help through a psychologist or therapist. And it can also come, it can also help with feeling the shame and anxiety that come with taboo fantasies. So seeing a therapist about the fantasies isn't so much as saying, I want to stop them, but why am I feeling shame and guilt thinking about this thing when it's really, mm-hmm. you're not doing it. It's just in your head and everything goes in your head. So. It was a really interesting kind of uh, rabbit hole. And I think it applies to our book because, yeah, this is a fantasy. This is, I mean, you don't, it's a, if someone has fantasies about power imbalance and some, you know, dubious consent, reading something like this is a fantastic way to experience that because books don't need safe words, y'all. It's that back button or mm. closing the book or, you know. But like, does it also make it seem like it, if, I don't know, I feel like I have this, like, double-sided thing where I'm like, but to a certain extent, it kind of excuses when it actually happens in real life, making it seem like, well, it's okay because she wanted it. See, the thing is, though, with that, I don't think anyone who really, anyone who reads this isn't going to be like, oh, I read it in a book. I'm going to go out and commit some crimes. Um, yeah. so people, I mean, people who are going to go out and commit awful acts like that, this is, they're not going to be reading this shit. They're going to be like, or maybe they yeah. are, but like, they're going to do it anyway. Well, it's kind of like yeah. the argument where people, um, with video games, where they're like, video games are causing mm, more right. violence because people shoot them up and get the idea. Well, it's the same thing that you mentioned where if people were going to do it, you know, the video game isn't what caused it. It was already there. Right. Um, like, it's just living, it's living out of fantasy. Yeah. And then it's also I mean, putting, it's, it's vilifying something that can be, that can be seen as a method of sexual, ex, sexual, <laughs> sexual expression. And actually, um, there was something else that I wanted to kind of bring in that I just remembered. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I listened to this discussion through the New York Times or the New York Public Library, um, where there is a, a group of six romance novelists, including Alyssa yes. Cole and Courtney Milan. And it was so interesting. And they were talking about... Oh, Courtney Milan was on there? Yeah, she was. Yeah, I think it, it's got to be recorded somewhere. It was a really cool, really cool interview. And they were talking about, you know, it was, I think it was called Love in a Hopeless Place, where they're talking about the power of romance novels. And they were also talking about the stigma of romance novels, where mm. because our sex education in the United States is such bullshit... That Accurate. some of the fear mm-hmm. about romance novels is that, is this how people are going to get their sex education from romance novels? Yeah. Um, so then there's, I mean, actually, I think in something you mentioned too, Kelsey, they did mention that one of the benefits of romance novels is a happily ever after, is yes. knowing that things are going to work out and feeling comforted by that. Mm-hmm. that yeah, um, I think that that's really read, interesting. Yeah, like, them. it's a discussion I have with my friends sometimes about, like, it's related to kind of what you said about people are going to, like, be poorly educated about, like, sexuality. It's also, like, you're not reading romance novels necessarily. I mean, maybe some people do, but, like, a lot of people, I don't think, are reading them to see depictions of perfect and healthy relationships right. necessarily. They're not, they like, there's a lot of reasons. Manuals. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of reasons to read it, and I think there's probably a large amount of romance and, like, erotica that do depict very healthy relationships, but a lot of times, like, some of the most interesting and, like, popular tropes are that way because there's a lot of conflict or there's a lot of like taboo stuff involved or just like there's something mm-hmm. more interesting about seeing i think or not feeling like you're reading it to learn something like right. you're, you're you're reading you're reading it for be, pleasure exactly to, to enjoy it yeah explore stuff you can in real life definitely yeah so and, and the thing with with fantasies too is that 
not only are you not going to, you know, most people with their dark fantasies, they're not something that the person wants to experience in their life. Like, exactly. this is just... Because you know it would not be pleasant. Exactly. Like, this situation in real, in real life would be absolutely horrifying, illegal, yeah. traumatic. But... If someone's kink and fantasies center around that feeling of not being in control, maybe their own virginity loss was way worse. And mm. maybe they read this and think, okay, well, maybe this is something that turns me on so I can experience this through, you know, seeing words on a page, which again, don't need a safe word for words on a page. I don't know. I just like, I guess I, I, and, and to a certain extent, I can see what you're saying. I guess I, I read it. So as, as you know, I read a, or, and listen to a lot of like true crime stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, what we end up hearing about with, especially like older folks that are um, like older stories of true crime and stuff like that. Especially when you look at like guys that killed other men is how taboo it was to be gay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they ended up, raping other men and because it was so taboo to like be gay uh and then killing them and i kind of have to wonder like maybe if it hadn't been as taboo would it not have happened but at the same time i feel like there's something like, maybe in they them. were just murderous you know yeah, they would have done it yeah. anyway i don't i don't know i have a i have very mixed feelings on this because i just i feel like to a certain extent yes it's cool and great to have a healthy outlet for this kind of fantasy. But at the same time, how much does it justify individuals who feel like it's okay to take this and put it into real life application? Well, Um, I think one of the, one of the nice things about having, you know, these stories is that if we had known what was involved in this, we just wouldn't read it. Or if this was, if this was triggering, if if this was, uh, you know, instilled those feelings in in us we could choose not to read it but someone who liked it could and i think that's a really wonderful thing is that you know we have these different attitudes and perspectives and at the same time we can you know kind of pick what things we interact with right Mm -hmm. yeah i just have i have mixed i have mixed feelings but i definitely see where things are going also speaking of which there's i can't remember what the name of the group is that does this, but there's a group that does like on YouTube, like these videos of people like guessing what some, like there's a group of people and they guess what their like sexual identity is, or they like look at a group of people and they guess what their like sexual, like, uh, like kink is. And then they like meet the person and they talk (laughs) about it. It's amazing. It's so, it's so much fun. It's fun to, to watch. And it's very interesting because you like, it's this person standing in a group of people and they're all just standing there looking at this person. And they're just, one of them is like, you have to guess what outfit goes to which person. Hmm. It's very interesting. I'm trying to think of what it is. My friend Aubrey introduced me to it, but one of them is guessing what their kink is. And then they like talk to the person about their kink. And it is really interesting because they, they talk to them and they're like, this is why I have that kink. And they're mm-hmm. like, and, and it's, it's very fascinating. And to a certain extent, I can see how stuff like this really plays toward individuals who have those kind of like taboo kinks. And again, like, I know I'm on that spectrum. Like, again, I like monster fucking. <laughs> my sexual awakening was literally the devil. Probably had something to do with my, uh, 
my parents' valiant attempt at raising me Christian as well. But, you know, <laughs> they tried. It'll do it. You, you rebelled <laughs> so hard. You wanted to fuck the devil. I wanted to fuck the devil, mostly just because Tim Curry was mm, so hot. But anyway. He is that character. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I still have dreams. But I think but the anyway. other thing, too, is that, I mean, they're... It's interesting about how they, you know, they're talking about like the reason why they have that kink, but really there doesn't have to be a reason. It could just be. There doesn't have to yeah. be. Yeah. It might just be. Is like, it just being what? something you're into? Yeah. 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 I mean, sexuality is such a broad thing with humans. Such like, a, people get their broad complex thing. Like, it's, yeah. 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 Uh, I, something I'd like, would love to go back into school for. Holy shit. Yeah, that was really well, thanks interesting. For, that was really interesting. That was thanks, awesome. Rusty. I actually yeah. had to rein, I had to rein myself in because there was a, at one point There's I had so like a, literally a half a page of individual descriptions of like every single Supreme Court ruling. <laughs> And like the dates and the books they made legal and realized that like this is not the reason people listen to us. I gotta stop. Uh, yeah. I need court dates. I am not. This was good. No, this this was a lot of food for thought, and I think a lot of what we try to do with this podcast as well is talk about all the different yums that are out there and really try not to shame them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, is, like, again, I have, like, I'm definitely on the spectrum for, like, like non-con level thing. I get that. I truly yeah. do. I think it was just the, in, in my opinion, this was not my yum. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, I feel similarly. And, like, again, like, this book, I was like, I just don't like this presentation of it for whatever reason. You know, like, I think a lot of times it can also just come down to, like, how it's written. Basically, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and how, yeah, like you're saying, you know, how it's how it's presented, and like you can just not like it either. Yeah, which yeah. I did not like this. I do not like this. I do not like this. Sam, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I really like fantasy in general, but I there's a lot of fantasy novels I don't like. You know, like it's yeah. So where you might like a broader genre or a certain trope or whatever, and just for whatever reason, certain takes on that are oof, right. Not for yeah. You. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I read this book with all of you because it was a fun experience together. And it was an experience together. together. I'm glad we did it together. I we do same. okay. Now, do we remember our horse racing names? I don't, I still think <laughs> fingering I don't fingering my I'm, pearls. I'm, I'm, I'm nether 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 something. Nether lips? Nether lips. Yeah, I'm, oh man, what if I was nether slit? Oh yeah, I'm a too many daddies on the dance floor? Uh, too many daddies on the dance floor. Mm, yeah. yep. Too many daddies <laughs> too on the dance floor. Too many daddies. Too many daddies, <laughs> <laughs> too many daddies on the dance floor. Uh, anyway. no, we, we, like I said, we can gallop around. We can think about it. Can see think how about it, it feels. Yeah. I could bring it back to elementary school where my friends and I would gallop around the playground. Yes. Like, maybe I'll do that. Thinking about fingering my pearls. I don't know. <laughs> think about it nonstop. Take a turn about yeah. the track. Yes. Exactly. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and now... Some accents. Kelsey felt his erection press. <laughs> <laughs> Never say erection anyway, but that way now. Erection. Hot satiny steel again. I feel like I should be reading this like, um, who's the guy that voices Iago? Oh, oh my god. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Gottfried? Yeah. And tell her body spins! <laughs> She clamped down on Jack's manhood. She wasn't prepared oh for the God. second orgasm that swept over her. Uh, not taking me to jail. There you go. 
That was like Canada. Oh, no. Canada, but still, it was pretty good. Close. Where are we going? Canada and Wisconsin is pretty. pretty they're pretty close. They've got similarities. Oh, to... you're not going to tell him, are you? Please, please, don't tell him. You got this. See, she's got it. You know, he doesn't hold with drinking or anything. Free anything. Oh, Free anything. You know. So you know. You know. She's about to offer him some, like, tater tot hot dish. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you want the ranch? Let me just sneak behind oh, yeah. you. Let me like the ranch. You grab the ranch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, until he exploded into her. his rod. No, why is this my line? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to try to end this on a on a no. I can't do Yoda, but Walking back to his guard, Jack grinned into the nights. They were going to make the prettiest babies in Barnett County. Oh, yeah. So our next book is Tits's Choice. Mm-hmm. Hit us with I'm it. So ex- I'm so excited. We're uh, definitely doing a 180 with this one. It is <laughs> Lust of the Kobolds by Danny Dundee. It Hopefully, we'll combine two of my loves, which is D&D and fantasy, and smut. So, I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm not going to get my hopes up high, because when that happens, they get dashed pretty hard. So, I am uh, tepidly excited. (laughs) Tepidly excited. That is definitely a horse name. Tepidly excited. (laughs) (laughs) Poor horse. Let him just be excited. (laughs) In a paragraph. So thank you to all of our listeners and throbbing members, old and new. Listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Galloping Abs Pod. If you have burning thoughts or questions or suggestions for future books, we want to hear them. Send those things to Galloping Abs. <laughs> Send the things. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I've had practice. Uh, to gallopingabssociety at gmail.com. Thank you for listening until we ride again. And when we ride, we might have our racehorse names. Oh, God. I need to run. Uh, <laughs> away. Far, far away. Far away. <laughs> <laughs>